All right, welcome back to the big program. Just after 8 o'clock in Edmonton. Time now for On The Mark. Powered by Booster Juice, visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy as we welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Good morning, Spec. Happy Friday to you, big fella. Well, I hear you guys are dining down on uh, Bonton this morning, huh? We, we got probably the biggest spread of Bonton you could imagine unless you're in the store. Wow, nice. and and it just it reminded me when you were your first ever job in there. It was my first ever job. I'm I'm sour that you guys are <laughs> reaping the benefits of that first hour ever job. I mean, I was just a kid between grade six and seven working my buns off in there. Literally no intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now all this food's rolling in, and I'm sitting in a truck, and you guys are chowing down. What's going on here? Well, man, oh man, you know what's funny? I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Edgar brought in these uh, truffle potato chips, and um, he said these are for the Duke because we started talking about truffles one day, and Edgar was listening and got to the stage where he's bringing these chips in. And I thought that the Duke was going to take these home for a little snack, like on the weekend. And Eddie goes, Eddie says, "Hey, let's crack those open right now." <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we got you. This is for the team. It's yeah. the boys, right? Exactly. This is for us all. And the, the people at Bonton, they were looking out for us because normally they'll come and they'll give us all the nice baked pastries yeah. and dainties. And they brought a lot of granola and health-wise things. So I love it. They're looking mm-hmm. out for us. Yes. Awesome. Well, Speck, what's on your mind this morning? You get, is there anything on the top of uh, mind of Speck to close out the week on a day that uh, finishes up a week of no hockey? Yeah, it's actually, well, we're waiting for a couple of announcements today on this, uh, mm-hmm. apparently, a four-team World Cup, yep. which is, uh, at least, I guess, is better than no World Cup. I'm not sure how you ha- you know, the issue they have is how do you get guys like Anze Kopitar and Leon Dreisaitl into this thing, right? Yep. We're having a best-on-best, best and one of the best players in the world, Leon Dreisaitl, is not playing in it. So that's a bit of an issue, and apparently they're about to announce Olympic participation. So I guess we should be happy to get some international hockey because it seems like it's been a long time since we've had any at all. Yeah, and no Russia either, and for good reason, they should not be allowed. But the best on best, it's hard to say. Again, when you mention guys like Kopitar and Pasternak and and Leon, it's just the way it is. And I understand it, but and maybe it's just a little baby step here, and that's what they need, a baby step to get in the right direction here. I guess... I guess, like, you know, I I thought people looked at it as a gimmick last time. There's a lot of hate for the World Cup, and I don't really get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We loved the Canada Cups when we were all younger. They were great. There wasn't any hate for them. I don't know why there's so much hate for the World Cup. Um, But there has to be a – there's just too many good Czech and Slovak and German players and guys like Nikolai Ehlers and – you know, there's there's too many good players that aren't from the big four or five countries. Uh, I thought last time when they did it, they had a team Europe that ended up going to the final, and they had team North America of all those kids was the most exciting team in the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes thinking out, I thought thinking outside the box last time worked pretty well, but I guess they didn't. It's a big commitment, and that's the whole thing. And when you're trying to organize 
things between federations, between uh, countries, between players association, between owners. It's hard. It's tough. That's why when you look at the Olympic participation with the NBA, I mean, they do it off season. That's why it yeah. works for them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's just a difficult situation. That's where that's where they are moving forward. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Spec, one one thing about Gary Bettman. So today, thirty one years ago, I believe Gary Bettman was named the first. Sorry, yesterday was Gary Bettman was named the first ever commissioner uh, okay. in the NHL. If you were to say, what kind of job has he done? Are you? Um, would you give him what kind of grade would you give him? Has he been good? He's, you know, three decades as a commissioner is crazy. Uh, that's a yeah. crazy length of term. And just talking about yesterday, we had uh, some some comments and some um, just a little bit of history going back to how much expansion fees were in 2001, 80 million bucks. Next expansion fee is going to be a billion, you know. So we've seen the growth in the game. There have been many problems under Gary's watch, many most notably probably Arizona. But how would you rate what Gary's done for the league? Well, I think you gotta, you got to talk about whose eyes you're rating it through. Like, I always shake my head when I hear Edmontonians booing Gary Bettman because he's done nothing but right for Edmontonians, right? He kept this team here when the owner wanted to move it out. You know, the Oilers may or may not be here without Gary Bettman. So by, by Edmontonians, he's been a hell of a commissioner. The owners, who are his employers, his direct bosses, I think he's been pretty good for them. He brought in a salary cap, which is awesome for owners and not for players. Uh, He's raised under his watch. Franchise fees have gone through the roof. You know, the Edmonton Oilers are worth, I don't know what they're worth, $800 million, $900 million, something like that. So that's good. That's pretty good work for them. Now the fans... Uh, the fans would have to, you know, the fans at large, uh, I think a lot of people don't like the salary cap anymore. That's one thing. The Arizona situation has been a pretty much a bit of a joke here. That's another thing. Do you like expansion to 32 teams? Are we happy with the game? I think the game's in a pretty good spot. What do you guys say? I would agree. I would say it's in a good spot overall. Um you know, as much as you may dislike a guy personally, you look at the the body of work of what he's there to do, his job, I would say it's been successful. Other than, you know, the glaring Arizona, that's just uh, ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? So, listen, there's always going to be some trouble spots. Like, I'm sure every league has them. I guess in the end, I will say this. It's probably time for a new, let's have some fresh, eyes on this thing right 30 years of the same guy that's enough mm-hmm. you know i think that's enough i think i want younger a younger mind the younger eyes i want a younger person running this league to try to stay current and stay a little hipper yeah uh i don't think that would hurt at all would it no it wouldn't and uh kk you kind of stole a little shine with the direction you were asking that question of spec because i want to ask you boys both something similar um but oilers related thus far you know at the all-star break what would you guys grade their season oilers yeah well again we did i did player grades on monday okay I and that. It, it did player grades on monday spec and it was probably one of the harder player grades a guy I ever had to do because of how the season has been. If you were to do player grades a month into the season, month and a half, 
you would probably be getting many, many C's, D's, E's, F's, whatever you want to call yeah. it. There wouldn't be very many, anything above a B probably, nothing. And now when I did them on Monday, there were quite a few because it just because of how the season is tilted. Um, I, as a season, I would probably give the Oilers, as a season right now, I would give them a B, B to a B plus. How's that sound? Spectre. Yeah, I think this was a team that was supposed to challenge for the Pacific Division. We, I predicted them, and many did, to win the Pacific. So as great as they've been and, and in terms of rescuing their season, as, as unbelievable as they've played to pull right back into a, you know, they're virtually they're tied with Vegas in, in points percentage. They've played way less games. So they're right there for second. I'd say to you that you can't get an A after the first quarter of the season they had. I'm with you, Kevin. Mm -hmm. uh, I like what I see. I think there's a team that's got a ton of chance to have a hell of a run in the playoffs. They've righted their ship. They're playing the way we thought they'd play. But you don't get to just sweep the first 15 games under the rug. These guys crap the bed in the first 15 games so I don't see how you give them better than a B right now. Yeah. yeah, that's Fair. True. It's fair and again it, it's tilted right now because all we're seeing is the positivity of a 16 totally. game winning streak. Uh, you know what Spec? We're going to have Larry Murphy on today at 10 o'clock yeah. and of course Larry was part of the Pittsburgh Penguin team that won 17 in a row in 92-93 so it's going to be pretty cool to talk to Larry. Who did uh, they lose to? Well we're going to find that out. I haven't even I'll have to do we don't even have Donovan, the intern, here to check that in. <laughs> they, they lost, uh, I believe it was to Dallas at Reunion Arena in Dallas. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a, a dig towards dig Donovan, to sorry. Um, we'll find that out, Speck, though. I, you know, someone told me what it was. <laughs> also, you know what's funny, Speck, because Dave Tippett was on that team, too. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that he was on that team. I looked at the roster the mm -hmm. other day and looked down at There's a bunch of guys you know that are on there, so... Yeah. I reached out to uh, Tip to uh, come on, and he just said, not doing any media uh, right now. So, Yeah, right. He, no, he's fallen right off the media landscape, that's yeah, for sure. And that's the way but, it should uh, be. But, ah, listen, Larry Murphy will be good, and, mm -hmm. and you know what? I'm like, let's get through this All-Star well, weekend here, and then I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, usually coming out of the All-Star break, it's like trying to start a, you know, an old skidoo that's been sitting in a trailer all summer long. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm quite excited. I'm ready to get going here. I think it's going to be fun. We, our first game coming out of the break is, you know, it's a huge game, and everyone's going to be watching. I'm looking forward to being there. So uh, this is dandy, man. Let's get going. Uh, other than playoff implications, this is going to be the biggest regular season game ever. Hmm. How could, how uh, could we it not be? Um, yeah, it's, we still have a little – you, did you find this out, Duke? Or, oh. Well, we got a couple texts. Just to let you know, a couple guys have said – Playoffs started for the Pens, I believe. One guy says, displaced UConnor says, uh, I believe it was a tie. Uh, tied the last game, then the playoffs started, if I remember correctly. So we got lots to discuss, lots of stuff. We just found out Larry Murphy's coming on like five minutes ago. So, Oh, good. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. What time's he up? Ten bells. And then right right after the break here, we got Lawal Uguak from Harry Ainley, spec, Recently signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How's that sound? Yeah, Big time. That. That. He's ready to roll. He's ready to roll. All the Bonton stuff sitting in front of him here in the studio, and he's going, you got to be kidding me. He's got to be kidding me. I'm going to the gym here with Odell Willis right after this, and you you got all the Bonton stuff in front of me? We were talking about this. Uh, you know, 
there was a time in Canada where the best athlete in every community played hockey. That's mm-hmm. what he did. No matter who you were, if you were the best athlete, the hockey coach got a hold of you and you were a hockey player. That's totally changed now. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, so in many communities the best athlete is playing football, is playing basketball. Soccer. We got soccer players mm-hmm. now, right? It's not what it used to be in Canada. Look at the guys we got in the NFL. We've got guys in the NBA, NBA right? Yes. Uh, it's not the world, you know, it's not your daddy's Canada anymore. They don't all play hockey. And to be honest, to be honest, there's lots of families, hockey's not an option. So they pick mm-hmm. something else, and we end up with great football players, and that's not a bad thing either. Hey, Speck, thanks for this. I'm sure you're going to be glued to the TV tonight and then tomorrow afternoon out at the lake. No, I thought I'd, I'm in town. I, oh. thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd see you down at the Golden Bears game tonight. Well, I'll be down there. The, the, the Duke and I are going. Schlemmer's going. I don't know if Fast okay. Eddie's coming. Yeah, uh, Fast okay. Eddie, count him out. Uh, we'll be... You know, uh, I, think, I think we should meet in Rat before. <laughs> oh, wow. I know, that, I know I'll be spending the first period with uh, Coach Moores, as I normally do, uh, in the corner. And then after that, I'm behind the glass because... You know what's you know what's behind the glass there, Spec. What's close, don't you? I'll see you. I'll see you six o'clock in rat. Oh boy! <laughs> you know what? That could be an option. We'll talk about that this afternoon. Okay. Thanks, Spec. Take Bye. care, buddy. Uh, that is uh, on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice, get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, Lawal Uguak, recently signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joins Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele in the Sports fourteen forty studios right after the break. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. At Mr. Rooter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed. Free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrrooter.ca as we welcome in Lawal Uguak to the Sports 1440 studios. Uh, Kevin Carries, Eddie Steele. Lawal, thanks for coming in. Uh, and you just got back into town, too. Yes, yes, I did. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Well, congratulations. You just signed with the Tampa Bay Buck. How did the whole process in the last kind of week or so happen and progress? So uh, it really started with the workout. I worked out for them December 12th. Uh, after that, kind of waited a little bit. They they made the playoffs, so it kind of, you know, postponed things a little bit. And, and once once their season came to uh, finish, they they started, you know, talking more about signing me and bringing me back to see because they, they, they liked what they saw at the workout and it kind of just – you know, we, we sealed the deal just Tuesday the other day. So mm-hmm. I went there for a day, flew right back. It was, it was long travel, but, you know, I'm, I'm back and I'm happy that I'm, that I'm signed now. So I know Eddie's just chomping at the bit here. We got two defensive linemen in the studio, so uh, take her away, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, just real quick, just in terms of the business side of things, Luol, um, contractually, do you have an agent? Is he American-based? Uh, no, he's Canadian, uh, Rob Fry. Ah, yeah. there you go. We yeah. have the same oh, agent. There you go. Wow. There you go. Cool. Small world. Shout out Rob, man. Yeah, man, <laughs> Rob negotiated two of my contracts, two of my best contracts. Mm-hmm. There the you CFL. go. Hey, so, hey, you're in guy. good hands, bro. You're a great guy. No, that's so – you've been on a whirlwind since – winning the Grey Cup then because yeah. you win the Grey Cup uh, late November and then what were you just starting to talk to NFL teams right after that or what? Uh, so we won the Grey Cup kind of kind of took a week to, to soak it all in we had the parade and everything up there in Montreal mm. and then uh, early December is when I started to kind of get the idea that I was probably going to go for the workout there um, I was you know I was told that you know there would be a maybe if I get a shot or not you know I think I think I did enough but at the same time, you know, it's, 
sometimes sometimes that's not always what it is. So mm-hmm. I was I was I was very thankful when Tampa came through and they called me to come through for the workout. So yeah, it was it was it was pretty quick because the Grey Cup was December nineteenth. I mean uh, November nineteenth, mm-hmm. and then had a week of parading, and then uh, you know I kind of had that sense that I was going to have that workout, so I was getting back in the weight room more yeah. often, and you know yeah. getting ready, get my body right, and on to the next chapter. And it's tough too because you know people talk about workouts all the time, Kevin, but mm-hmm. then get, having a workout. After, after a season, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then after a great cup celebration too. Like, there's, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that yeah. that takes a little toll on you. So to get right and put on um, a showing at NFL workouts, man, that's a testament to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. What was the workout like? What did you have to do? So uh, we did. It was pretty in D line terms, and Eddie knows like D line drills. You know, you got indie. You got like pop up bags. You got like probably like four or five staple drills for every every every. Uh, D-line drill in practice and yeah. it was basically that and they kind of just wanted to see how, how well I moved and how I was able to change direction uh, laterally and you know just making sure that I was what what they saw in film and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what it was it wasn't it wasn't too long it wasn't too crazy it was probably like it was four four or five drills bang bang and then it was done it was, I thought it was going to be I was preparing for the worst yeah. it was it was good either way Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele and uh, Lawal Ugwak in the Sports 1440 studios. Uh, so, Lawal, just go back to the Great Cup. And we we had you on a couple of times over the course of the year mm-hmm. when you were in Montreal. Then you came home, you had the bye week, yeah. and which was, it fit in just perfectly for you because you got to spend time with your family here. Mm-hmm. But just the whole season in Montreal and how, I guess you guys sort of started to peak and got better and better and better. And then ultimately, you know, the ultimate prize at the end. Right. So... When, uh, coming into the season, you know, I felt we had a pretty good team. Uh, we 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 won most of the most of the games, especially out in our division. The, we had three three teams to beat, and that was pretty much uh, BC, Toronto, and Winnipeg. Uh, we had our shots at, uh, playing them. We played them pretty well in each game, uh, except for that one game against Winnipeg in Winnipeg. That was tough, but. Uh, you know, and, and starting the season, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, Montreal is going to be one of those teams." And as as we, you know, we lost a couple of games. A couple of games got away from us. And we kind of got just under five hundred. We were six and seven. And then um, I kind of came in. That, that's when I kind of came to the picture. I didn't really play. I played a little bit of special teams. I played, you know, five mm-hmm. ten snaps a game early on. But once uh, once we played Toronto that second time was kind of when I I started to see the field a little more. Uh, had a pretty good game against Calgary, and then from then we were like we started rolling. We went from six and seven to eleven and seven, and not, not enough thirteen and seven actually yeah. winning the Grey Cup in the playoff game. So, so that was that was pretty fun. And with a dominant defensive performance mm-hmm. on route, right? Like your guys' D really shored up uh-huh. throughout the season. So you know that's got to make a guy feel good when you know you're a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see you smiling. We did change a couple things in our defense since <laughs> I started playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of similarities between us because you and I both played for this guy. I'm going to hold my um, hold releasing my uh, feelings about him as a coach. But what what are your thoughts on Coach Moss? I want to see if we align. Uh, in in terms of how we feel about him as a coach, Coach Moss, honestly, in my first year, I think that's probably the best coach that I could have had. Mm. Uh, he's very fiery and like for for the team that we had and all the different type of people we have. We have Quebec people. Um, we had people from America. We had yeah. people from all over Canada, and like and he was able to really make the team gel. And um, 
I didn't really know his past or where or, or where he was coaching, but I, I've I've seen him and you know watching TV, watching the Eskimos games, Elks games, and stuff like that. But he was definitely came in with he came in with that mindset where he was gonna try to change, try to make sure that we were the closest knit team. And even when we were we went on a losing skid, and and it was it was pretty dark times in the locker room, and we were still playing. Uh, um, we were playing. The, we had a bird's nest, which is like a group of every other. Every player, all the players were grouped in different uh, positions and nationalities and all that just to make sure that we were mm. getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. We're in the locker room playing playing games and we're, we just lost. And, like, and, and you know, in the moment, it's like, like, Coach, come on. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But then yeah. it's like, then we look back and we look we look to the playoffs and, and like, playing teams like Winnipeg and how resilient we mm. were as a team and how, like, on the defense, we're like, yo, like, you're my brother, I'm your brother, let's go, let's go do this. And that kind of, and I know it's it's little in the locker room. We're playing, it's real though. We're playing, uh, we're playing, uh, what was it called, pickleball? I, I don't, I don't yeah. play that, but <laughs> they're playing pickleball. We have the little hoop, we got the ping pong table Soccer set up. ball and Yo, stuff. Guys are staying in the locker room till like 6 p.m. after, like yeah. after a day of like practice and like lifting. And it was just, just a, you know, t- bonding with the team and, I really like that, and that was that was a really good thing that he did. That's important, man, mm-hmm. because when you're in the trenches in mm-hmm. war, like you say against Winnipeg, battle tested. You look at that dude next to you; you know he's got your back. Yep, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele, and Lawalu Guac in the Sports 1440 studios. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Triple C in a truck just says uh, he's got six letters in capital letters: T I T A N S, Titans. So. That's where it all started for you, yeah, Lawal, yeah. Uh, playing for the Harry Ainley Titans. And uh, we had Tyler Greenslade on yesterday, and you heard about that. And yep. the fact that he was just talking about how you know proud he was, and the school's proud of you. So mm-hmm. just kind of take us back to Harry Ainley, where you got your start, and then where you moved forward. So uh, when I came into Ainley, it was actually uh, Greenslade's first year. He was just finishing a little tenure with the... It was Saskatchewan. He, had, mm-hmm. he, he was in CFL for a bit, then he, then he came down and started coaching... Uh, we, I we, I knew that he was a younger coach and he was gonna you know try to find ways. We were gonna be kind of the test dummies, um, to see how 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 we we go. And I think as as time went and we began to trust each other and he kind of looked towards me to be a leader, you know things started to fall into place. Uh, my grade ten year I was a little bit injured here and there, uh, but he still you know demanded a lot out of me. Grade eleven, I was starting to really. Uh, you know, get fill, fill in my body and feel better mm-hmm. on the field, more comfortable, more confident. And once we hit grade 12, that was when we kind of broke through. And not just me, a lot of guys on the team, yeah. too, that we came in in that, that year. Uh, won the provincial championship. Uh, by then, I was already committed to UConn. And, you know, things were starting to look up in my football career. I uh, went from uh, went to UConn, played as a true freshman, yeah. uh, played in most games that I was there, actually. And then... Uh, COVID, we didn't have a season, but uh, I decided to transfer after the 2021 season. We were, we were going through some coaching changes as well and some things over there, so I, I decided that, you know, it was in my best interest to uh, to go and transfer, and, you know, I landed at TCU, and that was that was another great experience, to be honest, going to the national championship. Mm. So it was, it was exposure. Yeah, it went from national championship to uh, big offseason, getting ready for pro day, going to pro day, then going to workouts in New York, then going to workout in Atlanta, and then... The next day after Atlanta, I was in Montreal, and then we were in football. We were in camp, and then from camp to the season, a full Grey Cup, 23, 24-week season, and then for it to all pay off with me getting this NFL mm-hmm. look is, you know, it's, I don't even think, I don't even see how big it is, but it's like, it's like, damn, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been, I think I, I think I needed a little well-deserved break, just a little bit. 
Yeah, it's the truth, man. And you do need to, just from experience, and I mean, you're, you've are you reached a level that I've never been able to, to reach. I played nine years in the CFL, but, you know, I never signed an NFL contract. Mm-hmm. And you need to soak it in, but, man, you got to also keep that head down and grind because yes, you're in such a special, special, unique situation. And, like, you have such good leverage, too, with the CFL game now. Mm -hmm. Now that you've inked that NFL contract, regardless of Montreal having your rights, et cetera, if anything doesn't happen the way you want it to pan out down Mm -hmm. south, man, the leverage that you have coming back, having had that NFL opportunity in the CFL, being a Canadian, I'm envious of you, man. I'm envious of you, brother. Plus the game tape. Because forget all the extra stuff, you know, the hype of the NFL. You got the game tape. Mm -hmm. You know, you showed out in the Great Cup. Five tackles. No sack. Did you have a sack? Uh, No, No, I almost had one. Shout out Lemon. Lemon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Lemon got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, the tape, and that's everything. Uh The tape is everything. So, with the NFL... um, just talking some of your metrics, man. How much you your height and weight? What do you normally play at, and what are you looking to to play at down south? Uh, so I'm six six four, uh, two sixty right now. Um, try to stay between two sixty and two sixty five. Uh, obviously, whatever they want me, I don't. I can get up there. I've played. I've played all over the D line, especially going. Uh, while I was at UConn and while I was at TCU, I dropped, went up to 280, dropped down to 270, and then dropped down to 265, and that's kind of where I feel comfortable right now. I, I I feel like I could play inside and out. So really, whatever whatever they have planned for me, I'll I'll go in and, and do my best. I know you say you know you politically correct, yeah, you can do whatever. But what are you most comfortable? Are you stand up D end or do you want your hand in the dirt? Uh, I I can play on the edge. I can yeah. play on the edge for sure. You know, I feel like I have good length, and that's what I was kind of you know I was grateful that I was able to really show that this year. Um, played in a different type of defense while I was at TCU, so it was a little it was a, it was a little it wasn't your your traditional you know four three or or just especially at my position we were we were a little bit expendable playing inside and outside. But uh, that's why I'm grateful that I had the opportunity at, um, in Montreal to really to really show because I know there was a, there was there was a lot of people that were like, oh, th- can he play inside? Can he play outside? Like we think he should be playing inside, and it's like, what, like I feel like I you know I had that opportunity to really show people and show doubters or whatever whoever it was that mm-hmm. I can play I can play the game of football, and I'm happy that I got a chance to do that. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele, and Lawal Uguak in the Sports 1440 studios uh, in Montreal. Uh, just. Can you discuss and and tell our our listeners how much the likes of uh, you know Sean Lemon and and Almondo Sewell helped mm-hmm. you this last year? Yeah, they those guys they really they really took me under their wing. To be honest, Sean came a little late in the season. We uh we had a completely different D line, and then you know they made a couple changes, a couple moves. Sean came in, um, and he was you know he was he took me under his wing. He was telling me he's like yo. Like you could, you could really do some things if you just keep grinding and you know come like you know he he, he told me to come yeah. stay over here with him and like we we'd hang out we'd go grab food and all that stuff and um, in a matter of time I was in the starting role with him and it's crazy how with like a player like Sean like we had a lot of things that complemented each other he was you know he was the edge rusher but like you know like there was the, I'm trying to think there was one play there was one play oh it was Toronto he yeah. got he got the strip sack. Uh, against uh, Chad Kelly, he got a strip sack, fumbles. Like he's like, "Yo, Lou," he said. <laughs> he's like, he's telling me to take the inside move. I took the inside move. As soon as I did, I was like, "I know why he did that." Quarterback rolled out to the right, and we could go you high. See, you see Lemon coming, and yeah. I seen him. He just swatted the ball. Like, okay, I got you. And like, and we would do that stuff unconsciously. So it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Mondo, Mondo as well. You know, those guys. 
I feel like they're, you know, my uncles. They are, because they're my age <laughs> they're, they're, playing still. It's they're, crazy. They're a little older. And I knew Mondo since I was young. Because yeah. Mondo played out here in Edmonton. I didn't yeah. know him, know him. But, like, there was he was running camps at Angley. And I've seen him. I've heard his name. Like, I, you know, 2000, 2010, I played a preseason. And uh, in, in, I, I played a halftime show. I don't know if it was a preseason game for you guys, but I was with the Edmonton Chargers. And I played a mm-hmm. halftime show. And I'm pretty sure Mondo was playing in that game. And I, and he we didn't obviously didn't know each other, but now I was I was always telling him like, no, bro, I'm your teammate now. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, I read that <laughs> article. <laughs> That's he, cool. Yeah. You know, uh, I was at the, just outside Commonwealth one day years ago, and Armando was standing outside, and this lady comes, and I I, I don't know, I'd never seen her before in my life, mm. and she brought Armando like a whole basket of fresh fruit from BC. Oh, wow. And he grabbed, you know, and he gave her a hug, da, 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 and then he had to go into practice. And he said, so do you, you know, like, are you, know him? Like, are you tight? No, no, that's just Almondo. I just wanted to give him some fruity. And like, that's kind of how Almondo yeah. is, I guess. Actually, oh, in, uh, later on in the season, we, we started to, we started to, you know, do some, co- they invited me actually. Mm-hmm. They were doing it the whole year, but I guess I didn't know, but they, he, Mondo can cook. <laughs> like Mono can really, really cook, and like he was, he was grilling stuff on us. He said, "Hey Lou, pull up, come to, come to the market, come grab some, like something to bring, and then I'll cook it all on the, on the grill." And he would really, I'm like, okay, I, I see why, I see, I see why you, why he looked like yeah, a silverback exactly. gorilla, <laughs> exactly. Like yo, what? Like oh, uh, Lou, Lou, with this. Eddie had something. Yeah, well, yeah. I know we got to yeah. wrap up no, fairly we're okay, quick. We're okay. uh, I just want to ask you, you know. What do you love about football the most, man? You're a defensive lineman, so mm-hmm. you gotta love the contact. You right. gotta love the violence a bit. You know what? What is it about football that you really love? Um, there's a lot to love about football. You know, I I talk to my friends because they're basketball players. You know, some of them didn't. Not, not not many of them played football, but they they're like, damn, bro, like, that doesn't that doesn't hurt. This this none. It's like I don't know. Like I've been playing this since I was seven, man. Uh, I'm not too. You know, the, mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't really phase me. It's just a part of the game. It's like, you know, rolling an ankle in football, basketball or going mm-hmm. for a rebound, getting poked or something like that. But I think the fact that um, there's, there's the two things I like the most is that, you know, you, you're you're part of a family and, like, you're really part of a brotherhood. Like, I was telling my friend the other day, like, let's be real, football players, since I've been playing, most of them have been playing since they were in high school or, since, or younger, and that same feeling goes mm-hmm. all the way till they're 35. I... The jokes, lemons cracking at 35 <laughs> years old in the locker room are the same things that we were cracking mm-hmm. in high school and just the way we're <laughs> acting and stuff like that. So that that as well. And also, like, a lot of people, you can talk you can talk your trash, you can do that, but you got to always back it up. And I, I love being able to back it up. Hey, like I, I was saying the other day, um, I was on another interview against Winnipeg. There was there was this guy who called me a liability. One of the, one of the older O-line, you know Winnipeg got an oh, old yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, this liability came in late in the game. It was, this was my, it was just like. Who was just, it? Brian or Harvey? Uh, I don't even know. It, it was, I think it was, I think it was the center. He had long hair. Oh, okay, Something like that. But they, they tried, tried calling me out of my name and I was like, okay. And then. Like 15, 16 weeks later when I got the chance to actually play them again and I really showed them who I really was and it was like, okay, who has the last laugh now? I don't got to say too much to you guys but who got the last laugh. Mm-hmm. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele uh, with our special guest, Luwalu Guac in studio on Sports 1440. Text coming in one 1440 Congratulations on your great year, Luwal. Coach Mel. Oh, Coach Char- Mel. Chargers is where it all yes. started and yes. you mentioned he that. he was yeah. my first, first head football coach. He was... Yeah, Coach Mal, if, if you're hearing this, man, I love you and I miss you, man. For, uh, uh, it's that's been a good, long time. good stuff. That's good. And you did mention 
football family, but your real family. Can you just uh, talk about how proud they are of you? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every time I interview, I, we always say, run us down where all the brothers are, because uh, uh, is uh, her playing yeah. in, in Europe right yeah, now? Yeah, I hear, so, I hear so run me. us down what the family said about everything, how proud they are of you, and then where all the brothers are. Okay, so my family, they're, they're really proud, and they knew um, – they knew when things were starting to heat up. I was I was giving them updates as my agent was telling me, and and um, when I went, I, as soon as I went, and I signed. I came back and I called my mom, and she was just so like ecstatic. She was she was super happy for me because she knows she she uh, you know she may it may may not know as much about football and and how the game goes, but she's been paying attention more and more and more as I've been growing, and I'm just happy that I'm able to show her that you know she made the right choice putting me putting me with the Edmonton Chargers back when I was seven years old. Hmm. Um, here, here. I was just talking with him the other day too. He's he's pretty excited. I'm actually going to go visit him in Germany, uh, watch one of his games, uh, February 9th. He, uh, you know, me and him, always we talk every day, and, yeah. and he knows he knows he saw it in me that I was able to do something like this. And like I, I like I said, you know, we've always had that 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 camaraderie, that brotherhood, where we're like, yo, like you know, you can do this, I can do that. And, you know, we're just gonna keep getting better as as we get older and as we grow. Um, so he's doing really good. I'm excited to go see him and see what Europe looks like. You know, mm-hmm. his first time. Um, and uh, you know, my little brother is at Queens right now. He's he's starting his second year. Um, uh, he's just you know getting right, getting ready for the season. I he, actually coming back when I seen him, his body's changed and he's <laughs> gone through one one full one full uh, semester of off season tra- of uh, college training. I'm you know I'm happy that he's finally getting able to to fill out his body and, and learn the game more and and really hone into to, to what he has. Uh, my youngest brother, he's still figuring things out right now. Um, I think he has a really good shot of going to play play uh, in U Sports as well. But you know, you know, as mm-hmm. his time his, his time's gonna come the same same way mine did, and the same way all of all of my other brothers did. Did the last time that we talked, it was I think during the break when you were here, mm-hmm. and you I remember, and both whenever I interview her, he says too. Uh, I don't remember the last time all four of the brothers were together. Yeah. So yeah. Th- when has it been, do you know? It's been since we were all together, COVID. Oh, wow. When we were all under one roof, yeah. Because yeah. I have my, my oldest brother, he's, he lives in Vancouver. He's, he works over there. But um, us four, we, yeah, the last time was it was, 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 <laughs> was definitely COVID. Because yeah. I remember he played Stingers last year, and I was, as he was coming in, like I left like a week after. Mm-hmm. It was like, didn't even have that much time to, to really – to really get to enjoy the time with them, but I'm, I'm glad I get to go over there and see him, see some family. I got I got some family in London. In, uh, London, we're gonna mm-hmm. go to Germany, then we're gonna go to London. We're gonna go see see what Europe's talking about. And right after this interview, you're going over to going see to, a, another see, buddy of Eddie's. Yep, Odell Willis got to get right, man. Me and him, yeah. me and him. He he's uh, he's definitely you know realizing what what we have in store right now, and he's taking advantage to 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 pull out every. You know, all all the strings to get me right for the season. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy I have someone like that in my corner at the moment. Soak up that wisdom, mm-hmm. man. Take advantage of it. Yes. There's a reason he's yeah. got 100 plus sacks. Exactly. Yeah, what what would Odell be saying to you and what would he be kind of, I guess, uh, you know, parlaying his wisdom experience? What what, what do you think you're going to get out of this here? Uh, I think I'm going to get, like, because from someone that's that's been in, in, in these shoes before and has played for, for this long, it was really uh, – I've always known Odell, but it was really Lemon mm-hmm. that, that connected us three because yeah. they played with each other and they played with each other in BC. They both call me Chicken Wing Lou, which is, <laughs> which is funny. They got a little nickname for me. So anytime I'm, anytime I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, 
you know, a little tired or whatever. He's like, come on, chicken wing. And he's, 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 he's getting at me because he, they know, they know what's, what it is. And I, I obviously know too, but you know, when you're, when you're tired, when you're, when you're pushing through, you need, you need something like that. That's just going to mm-hmm. let you know, Hey, like, don't forget what's, don't forget what, what's at store right now. Don't forget where you're trying to go. No matter how hard, what we're doing, just put your head down and do it. Cause then there's going to be a day when mm-hmm. you're in camp and when you're trying to make this team where you're like, dang, am I? You know, like what? Like what is this fatigue? No, like because this this moment's too big to to just let go like that. You got one last one, Eddie. Anything? That you, you know, honestly, that's that's about it, KK. Yeah. Man, I'm just it's, it's impressive. This is impressive listening to you speak, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah, I'm happy for you. I don't know you like that, but I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, man. Thank you, it's man. Cool, I appreciate man. that. I appreciate cool. that. We have one last uh, text I want to get to here, and that's a good way to close it out. This comes uh, from Googie. Been a Bucks fan since the team's inception, but have never bought a jersey because I always felt they looked dumb without numbers, and I <laughs> didn't want the generic Sap, Lynch, or Brady. But now I can't wait until I can pick up and proudly wear my Uguac Tampa Bay jersey. Hey, man. I Pretty really cool. appreciate that. I got to go get right. Yeah, a lot of work to do. A lot of work to mm-hmm. do. A lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. So we wish you all the best, uh, Lowell. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, and now you got to, from here, you're going right to training. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks a lot. That. And uh, best of luck. And, uh, of course, we'll be following uh, uh, your your career and your um, how you're moving up to this next stage, up to this next level. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. That's Lowell Uguak. Just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of Harry Ainley High School. Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Uh, and that was our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca. More with Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440 right after the break. See, this, this is uh, Playlist Friday. This was my request, Eddie. I'm with it, man. I'm you are, it. you like it? That's smooth. That's uh, the great Merle Haggard. Mm. He passed away about 10 years ago or so, I think. Silver Wings, one of the best ever. Smooth. Just pot it up there a bit, Duke. Just oh, just a little bit more. Just a tiny bit more. Like, this is just... Just close your eyes oh. and move your head. Look at even Donnie P. Intern Donnie, he's swaying to the music. Uh, Playlist Friday, if you've got a request, send it Duke's way. That's uh, That was mine for the day. Well, plus the 1040... Running back to Saskatoon. How about this from uh, Pierre Lebrun reporting? Still not finalized. Details to be worked out. Indications are that the Montreal Canadiens are trading Sean Monaghan to the Winnipeg Jets. There you go. Loading up for what? In exchange for what? Does he well, say- I mean, we had... The several times that we've had uh, Frank Staravalli on, he was saying that a first-round draft pick would be what Montreal would be looking at here. And wow, that would be two first-rounders that Montreal technically got because they got one out of Calgary. That's a first there's a whole for him, eh? Wow. Yeah. He, oh. he can be, when he's on, he's very good. But mm. he's been injured a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. He's been injured an awful lot. If Winnipeg gets the player who's on, though, wow, good for Winnipeg. Jordan says this isn't Dixieland. Not. It's coming up. Oh, it's coming up, Jordan. J- Jordan has been putting this one in all week, and I said oh. I was saving it for Friday, so I, I quite literally just added it to the queue. Oh, did you so really? So stay tuned. Did Eddie get one in yet? Nah, they scratched me here. What? Oh. what? <laughs> 
<laughs> they scratched you. Thanks, Duke. Nor- normally, Eddie, when he's got one on the on tap, he uh, he slides the phone yeah, across to me. I'm too busy in the man. breaks, too busy stuffing myself with the bonton. <laughs> yeah. No, no time, no time. Well, first time you ever met LaWall? Yeah, in person. Yeah. Impressed. Yeah, very impressive young man. Very impressive. Sky's the limit, literally. You know, when you when you think and you, when you look at him, he's just such a well-spoken young man. Again, I've been interviewing him now for, well, since back to Harry Ainley days, right? The other thing that I remember a lot when he went to TCU, and he wasn't a starter by any stretch of the imagination there, but he worked his butt off to um, kind of rotate in. How's that mm-hmm. sound? Didn't play a whole lot in the championship game, which they were they were blown out. Yeah, they got rolled. Just pounded. But Gene Principe sent me a note and said, I just saw your story on Luau Guac. The Oilers are playing in L.A. Uh, I think it was the day after of the national championship that was at SoFi. Was it at, I think it was at I SoFi. I believe SoFi, yeah. So he says, any chance that we could do something with Lawal while he's down here? And I said, no, I don't know. I mean, he's probably pretty busy. So I sent Lawal a text and I said, listen, the Oilers are down there. Is there any chance that you could maybe do something with Gene Principe? Who, and he goes, oh, I know Gene, you know, so da, 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 any chance? And he goes, well, and this is just texting. And he goes, yeah, I can do whatever they, they need, but they'd have to come to the hotel here. I, I can't I can't leave the can't hotel. Leave. If they want to come and Gene wants to come with, uh, with a camera, more than welcome. And it just... It didn't come to fruition, but, you know, Gene is, you know, he wanted to, he's so sharp, Gino, that he thought this would be good for the Oilers broadcast, which would, I think it was, I believe the Oilers played Sunday night and then the championship game would have been the Monday. Yeah. So or I think it. something for to, for the Sunday night broadcast or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's it's, just Lawal. Well, and he talks about the brotherhood and that's one thing that I always, always talk about the things that I miss about football and the things that I loved about it was the locker room, that brotherhood and just hearing him speak. I mean, it's such a small world. Some of the guys who were leaders and passed along a lot of wisdom were teammates of mine. He's training at a guy who Mm -hmm. I went to battle with Odell Willis. Now, um, the same agent sharing the same agent, like the, the football world really is. It's a small world and it's all about those relationships and that brotherhood, man. So what do you think? Like, I mean, when he's talking about his, his weight, he's not going to get any taller. We know that. Rush edges are, they got to be quick, obviously, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They might be a little bit bigger than him, but there have been some small ones that can get around the edge very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, like, he's at a pretty good height and weight, to be honest, you mm-hmm. know, and as long as he stays quick and twitchy, and, uh, you know, has that really fast twitch and stays at that, uh, can maintain that as he stays at his weight that he's at. That's all you need. And, you know, to be honest, Kevin, height and weight is overrated sometimes. Okay. It really is in every sport. It really is. What about, and in my mind, this is one of the most important, progression. So you look at what he's done, where he's come from, and where he is now in the amount of time. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, that's kind of what I was alluding to as well just with his journey and the guys mm-hmm. that I know personally that have uh, been a part of his journey you know being on the defensive line in Montreal with Sean Lemon and Elmondo Sewell 
I guarantee you he's mm-hmm. picking up things and learning things. Um, training, like I say, with Odell Willis in the offseason, one of a handful of guys who has 100-plus sacks in the CFL that played 12 years, you're going to pick up little things. So surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, that's how you're going to progress and you're going you're gonna to see that forward progression that we've seen where he's – leveling up every year he's leveled up essentially the past two and two three years and he's doing that again going to the nfl would you be able to describe the i guess the most important things that he's going to learn from odell here working with him for you know the time that he's going to spend before he heads down to to by far the biggest thing he's going to get from odell if he is as sharp as i believe he is it's not going to be the working out it's not going to be the training it's going to be the pass rush knowledge Mm -hmm. that's 100 percent what it's going to be pass rushers get paid you know anybody can stop the run pass rushing is a specialty it's an art form that's why pass rushers are getting 20 plus million in the nfl right now so he'll pick up the art form of pass rushing from one of the best to do it in the cfl what else would he have to just, I mean, the mindset is there. You see him, he's just like sharp and his focus, like he's focused. Yeah, he's focused. Yeah. He's humble. That's another thing. You need yeah. to have a good head on your shoulders. You could tell that right off the jump with him. Uh, and work ethic, man. That's why I say control what you can control right as mm-hmm. he was leaving. Yeah. Because there's in the NFL, it's such a numbers game. It's such a meat market. It's so hard to crack a roster, mm-hmm. especially if you're not getting any type of signing bonus or anything like that. It's so hard. Uh, so there's so many factors that are out of your control. Just control how hard you work, control your attitude, and the chips will fall where they fall. Any other things that he would work on? Like, I'm just thinking how you get your foot in the door. Like, is it a special teams aspect? Is it, I mean... It's going to have to be. Yeah. It's going to have to be because you're an undrafted free agent signee. So you're not getting any special attention. Yeah. Everything that you get, you're going to have to earn. And he's starting at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to really splash in practice by making plays not only as a defensive lineman, but special teams. He's six four and 260. He yeah. better be able to run, too, because he's going to have to play on some teams now in the States for yeah. sure. Well, but I he say, knows. Yeah, I mean... I think Vita Vea in Tampa Bay is considered one of the top run stoppers, like a nose tackle, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, just to be mentioned in the same breath is quite Yeah, amazing. and he's going to, a, I mean, Tampa, A, just what a location, right? Mm-hmm. But good team. Like, yeah. it's a playoff caliber team. Like, that, you're not going to uh, the Carolina Panthers here. You're well, going to a playoff caliber team with aspirations. So clearly they think highly of you. If a playoff team is signing you in the midst of – their playoff success. Mm-hmm. Just your thoughts on Super Bowl. I mean, we'll talk to you obviously mm-hmm. next Friday too, but it's a whole two weeks and it's just long. Yeah, it, it feels is. like the NHL All-Star break here. Yeah, it is. Know? That lull. I always hated the two weeks and yeah. then the media buildup. That starts to get fun, the media buildup. But, you know, there is such a thing as just fatigue. Yeah. You know, you see the Chiefs win so much. It's It was cool when they first started winning. Yeah. But now it's like, ah, you know, they've turned into the villain. They've won so much. <laughs> they so have. They're, they're doing something right, obviously. And it's funny. Like, I mean, I think the line is still one and a half San Fran right now uh, Duke because that's what it, it's at last I checked I mean in fairness I have not really t- uh, dipped in on it this week I'm waiting for next week's markets to yeah. make my look at the Duke hey, waiting for next week hey Eddie thanks for popping in we got a big haul here looking forward to what, what are you cracking open here uh, for Bonton here next oh man one of these raspberry what's it called <laughs> here it's uh, a raspberry cruffin 
Oh, boy. Uh, and, of course, uh, every Friday, Eddie Steele is brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Bonton Bakery's long fermentation sourdough breads are not only delicious, but they're also good for digestion and are diabetes-friendly alternative. Check out their full line of bread in-store or order online at bonton.ca. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just at the right level, like the sugar level, the the gut level. I might yeah, perfect. dig you, into but, it. But you got a couple hours left in the show, and then you got Puck at 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're going to get one of these granola bars in you on your way to Puck. Well, I, I want to still be light and ah, spry. You need energy, KK. Nah, you don't need energy for hooking and There's slashing so guys on the way by. There's only so coffee you can put in you. <laughs> That's exactly what I need. Eddie, thanks a lot. Appreciate coming in. We'll talk next. Well, we'll, we'll talk uh, oh, as yeah, the week we'll progresses. Talk. We'll see you next Friday. Yeah, boys. That's Eddie Steele. Uh, Coming up at 9 o'clock hour, we've got uh, Jeffrey Chadia from NFL.com and Scott Edwards from Pandas Basketball, our game of the day for St. Albert Dodge as they get ready for a weekend set here at the Savile Center. Before all that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts and treatments were designed for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.